Hello and welcome, it's Dimna here. And we're going through the great real estate reset of 2021. And this is part four. So if you're listening to this one as your first one, go back and listen to the other ones first because they really carry on from each other. Because what I'm doing in this particular one is I am concentrating on cash flow, income replacement. This is all about you being able to replace your income, whether you whether you need to, whether you want to, um, regardless, everybody should have the benefit of having enough passive income that no matter what happens in their life, I mean, life throws you so many curveballs. You know, there's illness, there's job loss, there's, there's just, you know, change of life, there's let's just go and do something else for a year, whatever it is. They're the types of things that you need to be able to prepare for. And the best way to do that is to create passive income, even more so than buying a whole heap of assets and having wealth. Passive income is what gives you the lifestyle to be able to get out there and do the things you wanna go and do. Even if you love your job and you might've studied for 10 years to be able to do what you do, that's great. But it's important to have choice. It's important to, to not have to, to think, well, I have to do this but actually say, well, I want to do this. And that when you start making want to decisions, you actually make better decisions. So look, listen up, this is a, a live event um, that I'm gonna cut across to now and uh, have a listen in because there's, there's lots of little gems here that I know that you're gonna be able to put into place. And I'll see you on the other side of this. Let me tell you a story here. Now, this is really a story about protection and the banks. In this particular story, there's a, one of my students, sorry, one of my clients back in my accountancy practice days, he owned a service station and uh, he owned a commercial property in town, he owned an investment property and, you know, he, was, he wasn't heavily geared, he was geared to about 53%. Um, he was doing well, never missed a payment, been with the same bank for 35 years, never missed a payment, never late. And one day he gets a letter in the mail from the banks. And the bank said to him that uh, he's got 30 days to repay his loan because the bank at head office had made a decision that they no longer wanted exposure to rural service stations. All right, how would you be? You've got to refinance all of your loans um, in, the next, in the next 30 days. Most people couldn't do it. When you sign a mortgage document, and this is an extension of asset protection I was talking about before, when you sign a mortgage document, you sign a clause that's an all monies clause. And the all monies clause basically says that they can foreclose on any one of your properties to service any one of your debts. And it doesn't have to be that you don't pay that they uh, can foreclose. They can foreclose because they no longer like your industry anymore, which is what happened in the mining industry uh, when we had the crash in the mining industry. Same thing happened with GFC in the in the in the um, you know in a lot of the the construction industry and other things. Video industry, the um, uh, the dairy cow industry when there's deregulation, the milk industry, fuel industry, everything. So it's not just about you not paying your bills. Okay, it's about the, the banking policy as well. So anyway, they decided that they were going to foreclose on all of his properties. Because he couldn't get himself refinanced in 30 days, which most people can't, he went on to default interest. Now, default interest at the time was about 13.75%. He continued to make payments. He continued to, to, to make his payments on time, everything else. But because he was on default interest, no other bank would touch him. Because they said, well, you must have done something wrong. We don't want you either. So this, this went on for two years and progressively the bank continued to sell off his properties and whatever, fire sale properties. He walked out of there and he's on the late 50s, early 60s, something like that, completely bankrupt. 
well, he actually didn't go bankrupt, but he had nothing. He had a heart attack. He, um, it's such a sad story because it took him about seven years, I think it was, before he was able to get back into the market again um, and actually buy a property. And that was financially as well as emotionally. This hit him really, really hard. This is a man who was very proud and, and you know, he'd, he'd built up assets over, the, over his lifetime. He raised his kids, all that kind of stuff. And now he's got nothing. And he's, and he's in his 60s. What's he going to do? This man now sells mandarin juice at the local markets to earn a living, to supplement his social security pension. He's in his 70s now. You know, that shouldn't have to happen. Now, this, this asset protection is about litigation from third parties, but it's also about protecting yourself from the banks. Every bank is the same. doesn't matter. There's not one better than other. They all want all of your business. Do not give it to them. Make sure that you've got your home particularly protected away from other assets. Two or three properties with this bank, two or three properties with this bank, two or three properties with that bank. So no bank ever controls you. So if anything goes wrong, there's a change in policy, they don't get everything. They've only got a snippet of what you've got. And that is so important. I had a mate through GFC. He was worth about $20 million. He had about $40 million worth of property. Um, he's worth about $20 million. The bank got themselves into trouble. So they foreclosed on his property because it was an easy mark. It's an easy 20 million here. So they, they decided they no longer want exposure, exposure um, in that industry. And they said that the properties had gone down in value and whatever else. He was still well and truly in front. You know, he was making his payments, all the rest of it. Anyway, he, he was able to actually um, get himself out of that and managed to be able to, to uh, you know, refinance. But a lot of people can't. And, you know, there's, there's so much to this, you know, there's, there's debt management, there's, just come back to the slide, there's debt management, there's, there's tax management, there's money management, there's, there's the, the, the banking management, and, the, and the, the, the way that is actually structured, all of that is so important. And it all just forms part of that protect your empire, that tiny little one accelerator, there's so much to learn in this space, just to get your, your, your systems right, your business right. And I cannot stress this enough. I mean, for some of you, you may feel like you're drowning in debt. Who feels like they're drowning at the moment with debt? Who, who's, who's got their hand up going, help, I'm drowning? You know, who's in that scenario? Give it to me in the chat room. A few of you, some yes, some no's. Let me tell you a couple of stories here because I want to just show you no matter how desperate your circumstances may be, there is always a way out. Let's take Peter and Kerry. Now, he was in business and his business fell apart. The business owner, um, you know, they, they had a partnership breakup, basically. Um, and he was left in a position where he was $104,000 per annum negatively geared. So it's costing him one hundred and four grand a year. And he had $50,000 in business credit cards. And he's going, what the heck am I going to do? He, he really felt like he was drowning. So... Um, the first, you know, he joined Isle of Real Estate, got himself educated. Obviously, that's that's the first move, and it was about building his confidence. Now, the first deal that he only made a small profit, it was thirty six thousand dollars profit, but it got his confidence back, whether he could make money, and that paid down some of the debt. And then he did another small one, and forty nine thousand dollars profit on that one, that paid down some of the debt. But what it did, it rebuilt his confidence and his confidence in himself that and and the structure of following a formula and having a business plan and actually working to that business plan. So the next deal he did actually made him $2 million and $100,000 in, um, in positive cash flow. So he's now set up 
next deal he's doing, I think it's finished now, is $528,000 profit on that deal. And the fact is he doesn't have to work anymore. You know, he can do what he wants. He's semi-retired. He's got $114,000 worth of passive income. That's $2,200 a week that he never has to work again for. But it's only a few years ago, he was in a very desperate scenario. So things can be turned around, but you need to get yourself educated to do that and to make it happen fast. When you're living paycheck to paycheck, who feels like they're living paycheck to paycheck at the moment? They don't really seem to be able to get ahead. Quite a lot of you. Okay. Well, I want you to take heart with Henry. Henry was a senior management um, executive in the corporate world, but he had a $70,000 credit card. He was living, as his words, paycheck to paycheck. He was away from his family 220 nights a, a year, so he was hardly there, and he had one negatively geared investment property. So he was also not very well. He was stressed. There was a lot of things going on in his life. He needed to make a change. He joined I Love Real Estate. He got the education. He got the support. He got the professionals around him to help him through this. And his first deal he did, he made $141,000. Not huge, but I tell you what, that was a decent, decent little chunk for him at the time. The next one he made $54,000 on. The next one he did two cash flow deals where he made $13,500 positive cash flow out of those two deals. The next one he got stuck into what he actually had trialed it out, was developing, this was his thing, $358,000 on that one, $190,000 on this one, $442,000 on that one. And he's happier. He's not working anymore. He just does his developments. Um, he ran a marathon. Have a listen to his story. I actually pulled him up on stage. And uh, just have a listen to his story because uh, no matter what your circumstances are, there's always a way out. Have a listen. I joined the community in uh, about 2016, towards the end of 2016. So about two years and a bit there now. So pre I Love Real Estate, <clears throat> uh, you had some pretty, pretty decent credit card debt. Uh, I did. I did. Not, not proud of it. Well, I guess I'm proud of it now. I paid it off. <laughs> uh, uh, by this stage, I have uh, twin boys, three and a bit year old. And they're starting to ask me questions that make me think I'm more of a visitor than living in my house. So, you know, I live on a Sunday. I said, oh, yeah, thank you. Bye, Daddy. Hope you come back, visit us again. And I'm like, wow, okay, something is happening here, right? Um, so re really, really not, not, not a good place. But at the same time, I don't know what to do. Right? I can quit my job, can go and get something that pays less. Because I have this credit card debting, you know, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. No savings, no nothing. I'm renting. I, you know, I don't have an asset or a house or nothing. I'm literally below water. Yes, I kind of went, well, there's two things I discovered by by now, which is, well, you know, development is kind of my thing. You know, you know, I, I, I like it and I understand it and, and I, you know, I have what I, what we need to execute it. You know, through, through this journey, the biggest change has been mindset. Yeah. So you started from an equity position <clears throat> of minus 70. Yeah. yeah. So you had negative cash flow, obviously, to start with, <laughs> uh, to $13,500 positive, which is yes. good. And from minus 20 equity to $350,000 equity. Yeah, that's but right. you have active deals in play over the next couple of years that'll settle of around about 7 mil. Yeah, something like that. So it'll be, it'll be uh, so 350 is what I have now. Like what I have, you know, if, if someone liquidates me tomorrow, that, that's what it will be. Yeah. And uh, how long are we talking now? Uh, so two years since my first boot camp. 
it's probably 18 months since I started so, becoming really so active. So can I ask you how much you were earning in your corporate job? Yeah, about $170,000. Okay, on $170,000, you couldn't afford to pay off $70,000 credit card debt. That's correct. Yeah. Yet in two years, <coughs> you've not only paid off the credit card debt, but you made $350,000. That's correct. And an ongoing cash flow of thirteen. That's correct. And uh, That's got to say something for property, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Isn't he gorgeous? So let's come back to those questions about owning your home in your own name. You can see how dangerous that is about having your, um, you know, your, your investment properties protected through structure, very important, and quarantining those assets away from each other and away from you. So for a green, where were you? Most people in this space are well and truly in the red zone, red, red, red everywhere. And um, it needs to be turned around. And what I've done this morning is just the tiniest little bit of what you need to know, but it's a start. It's a start to get you moving in the right direction. Let's move on and have a look at the, um, a little bit of a snippet in the cash flow section, because cash flow is so important. It is what gives you that life back. It buys back your time. It gives you the ability to be able to make one, two decisions, not have two decisions. So let's just have a little bit of a peek in this space. But I'm going to ask you those three questions again, and I want you to answer your red, green, or yellow, uh, red, red, amber, or green. First question is, do you know exactly what style of property you need to be accumulating to give you passive income and ultimately replace your income? Red, amber, or green, give it to me. Man, I can see a sea of reds coming through. Okay, next question. Do you know how many properties you need to replace your income? That's an interesting one. Nope. Well, you are red. Okay. Third question. Are you actively following a strategic plan to replace your income? Red, amber, or green? Lots of reds. I don't know about you, Michael, but all I can see is reds. Oh, there's a couple of greens just went through, but I recognize the names. Someone even said red, red wine. I think that's a, <laughs> it's a song about that, isn't it? There is indeed. Yep. Okay. The fact is, cash flow is your freedom pill. That's what it is. It's the freedom pill. Cash flow is like the blood in the body because without it, you're going to slowly die. So let's look at income properties. So an income property or a cash flow property, I kind of interchange the names a little bit, can either be a direct property, an income property, or an indirect income property. So a direct income property is a property the day you buy it's going to produce more positive cash flow than more cash flow than it's costing you. That's in rates, in mortgages, in insurance, in everything else comes out of it, and you've still got money left over. Okay. An indirect property is when you buy it, an indirect income property is that when you buy it, it's not positive. But when you do things to it, you turn it into positive, okay? So just think about this for a minute. What difference would it make to you if you earned an extra 10 grand a year? Give it to me in the chat room. What would you do if you and your family earned an extra 10 grand a year? Give it to me in the chat room. What would you do? Hawaii. You can't go there at the moment. <laughs> Invest, holiday, pay off some debt, all right? Holiday, pay off debt. That seems to be the general, the general thing, investing, pay off debt or holiday. Okay. I'm okay with that or investment for you know, money for a property, et cetera. 
What if it was 20 grand? In fact, in the chat room, tell me if you believe in the next 12 months, you could make 20 grand worth of passive income. Who believes they could make 20 grand worth of passive income in the next 12 months? Good. Good. Who believes that they could replace their income in the next three to five years? Who believes they could replace their income in the next three to five years? Give that to me. Lots of you. Good. Because you know what? If you don't believe that you can do it, you never will. That's the reality. You know, whoever you believe that you can replace your income in the next three to five years, then you will. You will make it happen. But what if it took seven? Big deal. You know? But how are you going to do that? You can only do it through action. Doing what you've done to this point in time hasn't created your passive income. Therefore, you've got to do things differently than what you've been doing, which means you've got to know some more stuff in order to make it happen differently. Otherwise, you would have already done it. You'd already be in that situation. There's a quote by Henry Ford that's pretty popular. If you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. You're right. Whichever way, whatever you believe you can do, that's what you're going to do. And the only limits you see are the ones that you impose on yourself because you will only do what you see yourself doing. So let's have a look at. I thought the best way to help you in this space is to show you some deals, show you some people because that's where you'll get it. Now, I decided I'd start small because not everybody's got a lot of money, okay? If you're starting with only a tiny little bit of money, could you afford to buy, let's say, a $75,000 block in the middle of Victoria somewhere. You know, that's not a lot of money because you're going to be able to borrow your 80%, possibly 90 if you've got a good income. And then, you know, do a construction on that property where you're going to be borrowing 80% of the construction deal as well. You build something like this. That property is $31,000 a year positively geared. Now, it's not going to normally be the case, but, but the... The reason it's the case in this, this situation because of this client is because they did GVA, grid variance analysis. That is your first point of call before you buy a property. Learn how to do grid variance analysis. That indicates what area is going to give you the best result. On top of that, then you're going to have to do your feasibility studies. And this is what that came out of that particular result. And then you learn how to rent it out and other things to increase your yield and whatever else. 31 grand a year positive cash flow. How much difference would that make to you? Because most of you on this call today could go and do that tomorrow. In fact, I'm going to make a big statement here. All of you on this call today could do that deal in the next 12 months. And I don't care how you're starting because if you invest in yourself, you invest in your knowledge, you are going to learn that you could do that deal as a no money down deal. And even if you only got 50% of that, even if you only got 15 and a half grand passive income in the next 12 months, you've got to be happy with that if it's a no money down deal. So that is everybody on this call. The difference between doing it or knowing how to do it and where you are today is the knowledge. And I will show you how to do that. Because that's, that's what this student did. They didn't have a lot of money. What about this one? These guys did this property on credit card. On a credit card. 
This particular property is in whoop, whoop, nowhereville. It's seriously nowhere. Who cares? The fact is they bought it for $95,000, cost them five grand in cost to get into it, $20,000 in a renovation. They did the renovation themselves. The $20,000 they didn't have the money for, so they went to Ikea and they borrowed two years interest-free on everything, including kitchen flooring, everything. But in the space of three months, working on it on weekends, they made $160,000 by increasing the value of this property, $160,000, and it rents out $16,000 a year positive cash flow. Is that worth the effort? Who could see themselves doing that kind of deal? You know? Do you think the three months put into this, they can then reborrow that and pay off their credit card, pay off the IKEA loan, end up with $160,000 worth of equity and $16,000 in passive income every year, don't have to work for that ever again? Now, even if you, you couldn't do the, the initial purchase, let's say you got no job and no money, you could, you could learn how to do this and share it with somebody else. If somebody came to you, and said, listen, I got this deal. It's gonna cost you about $20,000 to get into. It's gonna make $160,000 and it's gonna produce $16,000 a year passive income every year. Do you wanna share with me? Do you wanna share that profit? Everybody is gonna say yes, everybody. And the reason for that is because the deal works. How did it work? Because they learned how to do it. They learned to do the analysis. They learned to do the due diligence. They learned to do the feasibility study. They learned how to do the deal. Everyone on this call today could do that in the next 12 months. Everybody. I don't care where you're starting from. Everybody on this call could do that today, in the next 12 months. The difference between doing it and not doing it is you. It's your attitude. It's your focus. And it's whether you actually want to. You can, you can make all the excuses under the sun. You can, you can be as self-sabotaging as you like. But the only person it's hurting is you. It's not hurting me. It's not hurting any of my team. It's hurting you. And the sooner you wake up to that, the sooner you'll actually start moving forward. Because while ever you stay in the excuse mode, you will never succeed. Ever. I can guarantee you that. You've actually got to get out of excuses. So who's going to banish excuses? New Year's resolution. We're still in January. New Year's resolution. We're going to banish excuses. No more excuses. Give it to me in the chat room. Give it to me. No more excuses. No more excuses. Banished. Good. Banished. Banished. Excuses be gone. Excellent. That is the commitment you need to make to yourself. Because any one of you could go and do any one of those deals. It's not a hard deal. It's not a big deal. But any one of you could go and do that in one shape or another. Some of you don't have to do those deals. Some of you have got more money behind you and going, I'm not doing that. I'm not putting that kind of work in. Some of you don't have to because you've already got substantial wealth behind you that you can use to do easier deals. This one here is a nice little metro deal. $91,000 profit in the space of, I think it was about eight weeks, that one, um, $25,000 a year passive income. This one here is more, probably more along your lines. If you've got some decent equity in your home, this is the kind of deal that you should probably be looking at after you've had some education. It's a one into six, sell down five, keep it. no debt. No debt on the one you're keeping. You can't go broke with no debt. 
no debt on the one you're keeping, um, $22,000 a year positive cash flow, $469,000 profit on that deal. It'll take you about 18 months to do that deal in most states. But how much money did you make in the last 18 months? And even if you made whatever you made in the last 18 months and you did this on the side, because this is the kind of deal that you could do on the side. You don't need to be hands-on with this deal unless you're the one building it. You know, who could see themselves doing that deal? Because for some of you who've got some equity behind you, that's what you should be doing. You see, this is the thing. There's no one size fits all. Some of you should do a deal like this. This is a, this is a construction of a nice little commercial property. This is $57,000 a year positive cash flow built in nine months. Some of you could do that, 57 grand. 57 grand a year, what are you going to do with that? How many of those do you need to replace your income? But you need a little bit of money behind you to do that. Some of the early ones, you don't. You don't. And it's a matter of starting and building and building yourself up. And you can start with anything. Income doesn't have to require you buying a property. Have a look at this property here. Now, this is where a student of mine took on the knowledge and then used it to help other people. She took over the management of other people's properties and increased the yield for them. So they're getting more to the tune of about 15 grand a year than they were getting on the property. She gets to manage it. $15,000 a year passive income. If you've lost your job, you could go and do that. You don't need to finance. You don't need to buy it. You could go and do that. You have 10 of them, help out 10 other people, and you've got $150,000 worth of passive income. You don't need to go back to work. This is now your new career. What about this one here? This is just a, a, a situation where they've taken over the, the lease on the property, subleased it with the higher yield um, uh, strategies and 13 grand a year. You could go and do that tomorrow. You don't need to be able to finance to do that deal. Now, some of you don't need to do these kinds of deals, but some of you do. Some of you can see yourself doing that. You should be, you know, some of you should be doing that. <sighs> I love this quote. This is actually from a Facebook page. And uh, it was Cara. And she says, we have just uh, managed to secure another $10,000 per annum in cash flow today. It's been 12 months and five days since we first joined this community. We have improved our equity by $90,000 and even better, our cash flow by $79,300. That's my freaking salary. It's only just uh, actually dawned on me, we have replaced my salary in 12 months. And there's her daughter reading my book. <laughs> you know, and that's 12 months. So nearly $80,000 in 12 months. Now, any of you could do that. Any of you could do that if you chose to. And I don't care what your financial situation is because a lot of the stuff that Cara did was no money down. She didn't ac actually have to buy the properties to make some of that income. It's always the stories, though, that get me. Have a look at this next story. This next story is from a couple who, um, he was in a well-paid um, corporate job, but he was working 12 hours a day. It was a toxic work environment. He hated it. He was getting sick, you know, highly leveraged home. So he's got the McMortgage with the, the McMansion with the McMortgage, you know, um, lost all their savings in a bad, bad investment business deal that they'd, they'd gone into. Um, Cross-securitized, like I talked about before with the banks, not a good place to be in. 
shiny object syndrome. So they're jumping from this property, that one, to look at this. Oh, look at this. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. And lacked confidence. Deep down underneath all the bravado, lacked confidence to be able to actually um, make a, a solid plan and go after it. This one here, these are the three properties that he bought in, the, well, they bought in the space of three years, sorry, two years, um, 65 on the passive income on the first one, 41 and 148 on this. Now, this is after paying the mortgage, guys. This is after paying all the costs. They are the three properties that they bought over the next two years. They even managed to secure this property for their parents um, who are on the pension. Now, imagine being on the pension and buying a property that makes $48,000 a year. That's a great supplement to a pension. So on top of creating $255,000 worth of passive income in two years for themselves, they got their, their parents set up so that they're not totally dependent on the pension. Now, they had equity in their home. They did. And not all of you do. I understand that. But for those who do, it can actually happen quite quickly. But you've got to get the right strategy for you. And we teach everything, commercial, residential, development. Um, we teach the, all of the option strategies, the no money downs, renovations, absolutely strata, subdivision, everything. There isn't a strategy that, um, you know, that we don't teach. And don't let a past mistake, like Julie's just put up there now, cloud your future. A past mistake will only be a future mistake if you let it and you don't change your course of action. And that's where education comes into play. And some of you are not starting with a whole lot. You know, some of you, like this guy, he, he was a student and uh, he, he started with absolutely nothing. So he's a uni student. Um, you don't, he didn't have a home, didn't have any money. He's a typical uni student and he's not even starting with any savings at all. He actually started with a $46,000 hex debt. His name's Rob, okay? But one thing he did do, he made no excuses because he knew if anyone's going to do it, it had to be him. He held himself accountable. He came up to me at one of these, his first boot camp. He said, I'm going to buy a property in the next 12 months. I'm just holding myself accountable. I said, good on you. I want to see it, you know, make sure you do. And he paid for his course to come to, to I Love Real Estate. He was actually, he actually got kicked out of school in grade 12 um, because his parents couldn't afford to pay the school fees. And um, in school, he, uh, so imagine he's in grade 12. He's in grade 12. He's kicked out of school because his parents can't afford to pay the school fees. Highly embarrassing in grade 12. Um, but he talked to his mates and he said, look, can you send me everything that you've learned in the day and I'll do it the next day. So every day he'd get up, he'd get dressed in his school uniform, he'd sit at the kitchen table and he would do the lessons that his classmates did yesterday. And he studied all through the latter part of the, the, the year. He got to the end where he convinced his school to actually let him sit the exam. So he went in and sat the exam um, and uh, he got enough points or whatever to be able to get into university to go and become an architect. So he's a couple of years in becoming an architect, he realizes that that's only going to get him a job. It's not going to make him wealthy. It's going to get him a job. And he goes, I want a little bit more than a job. So he went looking for other things as to how he can actually create, you know, a, a wealth portfolio. Because remember, he's got this thing in the back of his head. I don't want to be like my parents. I don't want to be short on money. I don't want to, you know, not be able to pay school fees for my kids when I have kids. So he's got this burning desire, right? 
And he found I Love Real Estate. He joined I Love Real Estate. Now, how he joined I Love Real Estate to be able to afford to pay for I Love Real Estate, here's what he did. He went and he taught the oldies at the retirement village how to use computers. He made models for his mates in the architects and charged them for it because they didn't want to do it. He taught, um, he taught tennis. He taught swimming. He, um, he did garden maintenance. He rented out his, his parents' um, um, a car, so, you know, like an Uber driver before Uber. He rented out his, his sister's car parking space uh, when she wasn't using it at work. He dressed up as Batman at, uh, at parties and things. He made the money. He did what it took to make it happen. There were no excuses, right? And he got stuck in grid variance analysis, studied that like there's no tomorrow. Feasibilities, reverse feasibilities. He did, he did accelerated income. He did budgeting. He did, he did the research and analysis. He did no money down deals and he did growth deals. He made it happen. Here's some of his deals. So this is while he's still at university, you got to remember. He did this deal here as a joint venture with another student. So it wasn't him financing. It wasn't him um, that was doing the, the, um, the, the financing or the purchase, but he was sharing in the profit through contract and other things. So he made a passive income, nearly $8,000 there, but he also made the uplift in the value of the property. He made a 1 uh, 1.6, passive income here, but he made the uplift in the value, revaluing on the property. He then went out and was able to get his parents into a home. So out of his uplift money, he put it in and he got his parents into a unit so that they could actually have their own home because they'd lost everything. Isn't he a great kid? Um, next one he did was 3,300 passive income on that one plus the uplift. Next one he did was 5,000 passive income plus 380 uplift. So this is all while he's at uni. Now, equity here of $517,000 and $18,000 in passive income when he left uni. Is that not good? You got no excuses. This kid's got no other, no other income other than the you know little second jobs and other things he's getting. He still passed his university, still became an architect, but this is what he's doing while he's at uni. These are the kind of deals that he's doing now. He does a lot of development stuff. He typically turns over one of these deals every about three months thereabouts. You know, and he's not even 30. He's not even 30. As you can see, guys, income is such an important factor in your business, in your business plan. And don't forget, real estate is a business. The vast majority of investors are gamblers. They're not investors. You know, they call themselves an investor. They, they think they're making an investment, but they're actually not. You see, what most people are doing is they're gambling because they're just buying something on the hip and hope it's going to go up in value. And until you start putting these principles into place, well, I'm afraid you fall into the gambling category as well. And I want to step you up into the investment category. So look, in the next series, I'm going to be talking about growth. I'm going to be talking about creating an, an empire, you know, how to build that empire. So uh, if you'd like to see any of the stuff that I'm doing here and you'd like to, to be able to see all of my slides that I talk about and what I write on the board and all of those things, then head across to my website, www.iloverealestate.tv and you can get all the things there, including a whole lot of blogs and videos and articles and lots of good stuff to really kickstart your investing career rather than gambling career. I'll catch you on the next one. Bye now.